Hey folks, this is your GM and producer, Connor Sheridan, cutting in with a quick pre-ensuing confusion episode content schedule update. Um, due to some travel plans, we are not having uh, our regularly scheduled recording session this month. Um, so instead of just doing um, all the episodes that I have available and then leaving you with several weeks blank or doing several more interludes, uh, I have decided to do this episode as per normal, uh, and then we're going to wait a week, and then I'll do another episode, which would be the second half of the same recording session, and then we'll have another off week, and then we'll resume with our normally scheduled episodes after that. So, uh, going to be a little bit more blank space than usual, but that is the plan, and we'll pick back up. And uh, you're, <laughs> you're going to want to stick around for what comes up next, because um, the, uh, the Zinc Garland arc is, is going places. Like, <laughs> a little behind the scenes here. I did not expect this to be such a big part of our Subiton adventure when I seeded it in there. And obvious, honestly, I should have seen it coming, and I'm, I'm just so pleased <laughs> with the results. Uh, you got to love an actual play, because it goes places. Uh, and yeah, so I'll, I'll leave it off there. Um, thank you for your, your patience. Normal recordings will resume in sheesh December. Um, but for November, it's just going to be this one and then, uh, another week after that. So on with ensuing confusion, episode 38. Welcome back, you're listening to Ensuing Confusion, an actual play RPG podcast where we're about to do some strange things with a race full of arthropods and one giant isopod, correction on last week's recording, last, well, several weeks ago for us actually, uh, I was talking about isopods, not arthropods. Well, okay, in one specific instance, I was talking about a giant isopod, but anyway... That came up while I was in conversation with, uh, oh, probably Kitty. Kitty playing Quell the Mystic. Hi. Uh, apparently that was my cue. <laughs> Hello, and I'm glad you're all here listening to us again as we look at giant isopods and their friends in a, a dashing, daring do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and who could forget... Uh, Catherine playing Gadget the Mechanic, who I believe originally thought of all these these strange lobsters who spin webs, apparently. Yeah, I may have said that lobsters have spinnerets. Please don't take this knowledge to your science classroom. They have swimmerets. For more science facts, please remember to subscribe. <laughs> and for more science facts right now, we'll give you a bonus one before you sign up for our Patreon. Here's Cleric playing Myriad the Muscle. How about a science fact, Cleric? Um, science fact. I am a cyborg, and I had cyborg parts replaced today. Doesn't get more science than that. <laughs> and finally, for our ultimate assessment on all things science, we have... 
the wise, the wonderful, the many talented Tony playing Augustine, the speaker. This is Augustine the Wind, ready to take the test. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, and speaking of Augustine the Wind, that's where we left you off last time with Augustine just blazing up the track uh, on the back of Tongue Lash with your new uh, racer friend, um, uh, Volley Forthright, who had no idea that he was racing with, uh, let's be honest here, lobster royalty. Um, <laughs> Augustine has been out of the game for a while, but clearly has not missed a beat. Um, uh, and we also saw... Uh, uh, in, in the course of that, you, you got some more information about Zinc Garland and her uh, kind of owing some debts, kind of getting in some uh, some business arrangements that maybe she, she needs some cash for or that she's uh, beholden to people with. Um, and then uh, Myriad and Gadget uh, had a little poolside party, which kind of took a turn, a real sharp turn at the very end. <laughs> When Gadget uh, just just bullied the hell <laughs> into agreeing to uh, get out of the lobster racing game and get straight into Lobster Lash instead. Uh, and we had one little last bit of legwork to do to cover here, which was... Uh, Quell operating on her own because Lax, <laughs> Lax was with the Myriad and Gadget gang. Turned out to be a very good thing since that was a very helpful assist. Um, but I believe Quell's plan was to trail or talk to, uh, get the inside scoop from Zinc somehow. So, what were you thinking there? How are you gonna? Uh, what what approach are you going to take with Zinc to find out more about this sort of collateral collateral that Inishman Purple seems to have on her? Ooh, well, you know, I think that uh, Quell tends to be more honey than she is vinegar, at least initially. So mm-hmm. I'd like to think that before I decided to go find. Zinc and and kind of press her to figure out what's going on. I I'd love to have had a flashback where I chatted with Gadget about um, what some of Zinc's favorite things might be. Uh, whether you know it'd be a little bit about Zinc's family. You know, is Zinc a fan of sweets? Does Zinc have a soft spot for a younger sibling that I could bring a toy to? That kind of thing. Some sort of in. Okay. If anybody um, knew it, Gadget would know. <laughs> uh, I don't think you'll need to pay any stress for this flashback. You know, flashbacks typically range from zero to two stress based on, you know, but what kind of gymnastics you'd have to do to fit this into the timeline. And there was plenty of opportunity. This is a perfectly sensible thing for you to have done. And just to keep things rolling, like uh, we don't we don't necessarily need to get into like the whole the whole uh, back and forth. But what do you think uh, Gadget would have come up with, Catherine? Oh, well, um, I wouldn't be referring to Tiger Beat Magazine because that does not exist in this universe. But maybe Cougar Snake uh, Beat Magazine <laughs> would have a full full center page uh article all about St. Garland's likes and dislikes and a little quiz to see how much you are like St. Garland and naturally they're all circled uh, already. So 
So um, Quell here will have access to all of Zinx Garland's most intimate details, like her favorite color, and if she was a Pokemon, what Pokemon she would be. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Excellent. Gadget can definitely tell you, you know, and there's there's probably, there's a lot of, uh, like, personal information about that. It's probably, like, an older issue from when Zinc was, you know, uh maybe more up and coming. So that's, that's maybe why gadget has it. It's like a classic. Um, I'd think, I think, uh, zinc is probably like in maybe her mid thirties now. And this is when she was like, a you know, kind of a, a young upstart racer, but you know, there's some information there about, uh, uh, and gadget can kind of fill you in generally, you know, zinc, uh, is from Puerto Alambre. Uh, she grew up there with her moms. Uh, one of whom was the previous owner of that jacket, it's a family legacy. Um, there, the uh, her mom's operate a boarding house there now, out of their old family home. Um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, anything more specific you're looking for that gadget and I could fill you in on. <laughs> yeah, no, um, just a kind of a sense of you know, uh, like, does she have any? You know, does she, uh, does she have any secret likes or dislikes? You know, does she have a does she have a sweet tooth? Does she have something that I can do to basically have an in for stopping by? That's not just spill the dirt there, sweet cheeks. What's going uh, on? Well, beef stroganoff was one of the incorrect answers to Zinc Garland's <laughs> favorite food, so don't offer stroganoff. Um, <laughs> let's. Mm. Yeah, you know more about I, a lot more about Subutin cuisine than me. This is all you. <laughs> um, all right, so if we're going for local delicacies, um, everything's going to be dried sandfish jerky would probably be her favorite snack. All right, okay. <laughs> so I am definitely going to see if uh, I can procure a little dried sandfish jerky somewhere and um, maybe drop it off as kind of a good luck present. Okay. Uh, where are you meeting with Zinc? Let's see. Where do I think Zinc would be right now? I got the sense that Zinc was a family person. And, you know, reading through this article and hearing about how Zinc grew up with her moms in this boarding house and how she's a local favorite, especially the the day before a big race, and especially given that, uh, you know, the pressure's been on poor Zinc, and maybe Zinc wants to be close to the people that are precious to her before, you know, things mm-hmm. hit the fan. I'm going to go see if I can scope out uh, if Zinc's at the at or around the boarding house, and if not, I can get to know Zinc's mommies. <laughs> um, yeah, I think you can head up to uh, Puerto Alambre. Uh, it's much as we described it in our Street Magic game. Um, you know, probably some uh, city streets. You get that feeling of a place that's bigger than the people who live in it right now um mm. you know that like the kind of that that unused sprawl um but it's still got like you know a, a beating heart in a center that you hear some kids shouting in the distance um this is it's still definitely a lived-in place um 
and I think the boarding house is it's not like a it's probably like a, a pretty good sized house, but it's just kind of, you know, been been converted. Um Ooh, you and... know what they don't have? I bet they don't have a whole lot of here, but that would go wonderfully with sandfish. Mm-hmm. Lemons. I'm gonna bring a couple a couple of our lemons from our lemon tree and a colorful napkin too, just you know, as a special personal touch. Very sensible. All right. So, uh, are you gonna like knock on the door of the boarding house? Yes. Okay. Uh, I think you you knock on the door. Uh, you know, a couple seconds pass, and uh, an older uh, person uh, opens the door and and says, uh, "Yes, can can I help you?" I flash my brightest junk picking urchin smile. And say, hello, hello, my name's Quelk. Well, quick call. I'm actually here because I had um, a gift for somebody that I had a wonderful dinner with just the other evening. And I was hoping she was in. Do you happen to know um, Zink? Zink Garland? <laughs> no Zink. <laughs> That's my daughter. Of course I know uh, her. Uh, but, I can uh, see where she gets her, gets her winning smile. And she kind of gives you a look like, you know, fans try a lot of stuff to get in here, uh, but complimenting my smile, that's a new one. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would be a it would be a con if it weren't true, but come on now. Besides, I come bearing gifts and uh Quell holds up the the sandfish and lemons. The fresh <laughs> lemons. Um she kind of leans over him and like sniffs and is like, lemons, don't see many of those here. Hmm. And uh, I think at that moment, uh, Zinc is probably just like walking down the stairs, you know, like uh, kind of like pulling her hair back into a, a actually, I know she probably has short hair, um, just kind of, you know, like scrubbing the last bit of moisture out of her hair um, and just says, oh, mom, no, no, she's good. You can let her in. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, um. Hey, well. Well, hello there. Oh, God, I don't know where that accent came from. Hello there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, Quell Quell smiles again, nods, and is like, you you got a good mom here looking out for you. She didn't want to let the rabble in from the streets. I don't blame her. You know, big star like you are these days. Oh, she puts on a big show, but if you'd hung around for a couple of minutes, you would have been in here getting that signature from me. It happens <laughs> all the time. Uh, <laughs> and the mom kind of like shrugs and says, I'm a softie. <laughs> Soft like those loft house cookies. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you should be proud of your mom. It's good to have somebody looking out for you. You know, it's always good to have somebody watch your back. Of course, of course. Um, I give her crap, but uh, she's she's my rock. Uh, anyway, do you want to come in for uh, a little breakfast or something? At the description of breakfast, the sound of breakfast, uh, Quell immediately lights up again and is like, would I? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes, breakfast. I'm here for it. All right, and they'll they'll see you in, and I think it's like a you know a nice group, group meal situation. Um, 
you know, that the they prepare at the boarding house as, as part of the amenities of the boarding house. Uh, and uh, it's it's uh, Zinc, her mom's, um, you know, the other mom probably comes in from like uh, working on somebody's plumbing or something. Um, and a few few residents. I think one of the residents is definitely, oh, what was the name of the Fisher Fisher person character that you made up in the? I, I have them written down here. The cleric made up in. Is uh, it Yuri Patina? No, that one was mine. That one was all me. Um, <laughs> it's that person. We could come back to it later. <laughs> I think that uh, Quell just kind of takes everything in. You know, she's used to being around large groups of people because of how she grew up, surrounded by other urchins. You know, when she was young, there were urchins older than her. And then she got older and she became kind of the older sibling figure. Mm-hmm. But uh, the the hustle and bustle of a crowded living situation is actually somewhat comforting for her. So she feels pretty in her element, especially when there's free food. Uh, mm-hmm. So she's she's happy to be munching away and uh, listening to people chatter. Mm-hmm. But she's also very kind of closely, um, not to the point where it's obvious. I mean, she's not like, staring, but she's kind of like surreptitiously watching. Uh, zinc and how zinc is interacting with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, insular ground. It's cleric's character. Uh, uh, insular ground. The, uh, the the fisher fisher person. Fisher folk. Uh, and yeah, I think uh, they're probably talking about you know uh, uh, their recent catch and like their plans for. Um, what they're what they're gonna do once the they get another you know couple couple crops in not crops and crops and fish <laughs> hauls nets worth uh, I'm just digging myself a hole here um, uh, and you know just kind of going back and forth there's I could say the overall tone is um, definitely congenial you know um, you've it's, they've got like a, a good little community here folks seem comfortable with each other. Um, even as, you know, there's some, you know, contention about how, uh, how the area around them is, is feeling, at least within this here, it's, uh, it's, Mm -hmm. it's a pretty good feeling. Hmm. Uh, Quell smiles, makes small talk when she needs to. I mean, she's definitely not, um, as well-spoken as Augustine, but, She's, again, used to chatting away with people about whatever, and she's definitely not one to get in her head about what needs to be talked about. You know, she'll talk about anything. Um, mm-hmm. So as she's listening and ta- listening to people talk about, you know, local whatever, local uh, neighborhood politics and ca- the catch of the day and things like that, she's like, oh, gosh, you got quite a, quite a good crew here. I can only imagine how busy you have to be to you know, feed this lot. Uh, and I think, um, the mom alpha, <laughs> would I have named these characters yet? Nah. Um, <laughs> let's alpha. see. Uh, Tinny. Tinny Garland. Um, uh, just says, oh, you know, it's, uh, it's a daily challenge, but, um, oh, have you, have you offered up your 
your gifts as part of like the breakfast or are you holding yes. on to those for now? <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm offering them all. I think that it's more important to get in with the moms to be good here than it is honestly to get in with Zinc at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Tinny, you know, says uh, it always helps when folks bring their own uh, and uh, she starts, you know, uh, plating it up. <laughs> well, don't you know it? You know, I'm actually from quite a big family myself and, you got to look out for those who are dear to you, you know, and sometimes that requires shouldering a little extra load, but you do what it takes. You got mouths to feed. You got heads that need a roof over them. You just work until you can't work anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And as I say this, as Quell says this, she kind of has half an eye on uh, Zinc to see how Zinc's responding. Hmm. The idea of like just having to, to work and kind of do what you have to do. To, you know, sometimes you got to get right down in the mud. You know, I'm from Dime. Uh, <laughs> I've done some junk picking and sometimes you got to you got to be deep in it. You're in some messes, but you got to do what you got to do to look out for the people you love. Oh, you're from Dime? That's where that's where Lamina's from. And uh, Lamina's the other the other uh, mom and uh, they, they kind of grunt. They're like kind of nod at you. They're not ah, very talkative. Ah, then you gotta know Auntie Gina and her chicken soup. <laughs> they they shudder a little bit and go back to eating. <laughs> yeah, you know Auntie Gina and that chicken soup. I would know that look anywhere. <laughs> uh, Quill also because Quill's pretty pretty quick handed. Before she handed it off, she managed to get uh, to snag a few pieces of that uh, smoked dried land fish, <laughs> and she kind of nudges Zinc a little and was like, "I saved you a couple." You probably noticed that Zinc hasn't been eating a ton, um, and like her, her moms are probably giving her her crap about it. Like uh, this isn't like normal for her. It's just. Um, you know, it, it doesn't take a, a mastermind to realize that, like, you showing up and uh, has probably put her off her game a little bit here. <laughs> oh, well, Quell, Quell kind of nudges her and is like, you know, I saved you some. I, I get not being super hungry right before our big race, but you got to keep your strength up. And she nods and says, hey, yeah, of course, of course, thanks. And she dutifully munches on some salty sandfish jerky. <laughs> and uh, even though Zinc is definitely older than Quell, Quell falls mm-hmm. back on the one thing that she knows, which is kind of the like rabble-rousing older sibling trope, and is like mm-hmm. reaches over and like ruffles Zinc's freshly washed hair. And with the hand that was literally just holding the smoked fish, and it's like, you know what? When I'm feeling like I got uh, all kinds of things that are pressing on me, I always find it's helpful to go stretch my legs and get a walk, maybe get a little fresh air. I bet you could bring that snack to go. You want to come and stroll with me for a bit? <laughs> I think Zinc uh, grabs your wrist, not hard, but firmly, places it in your lap and says... Uh, yeah, I have a minute before I need to do my first chore, my first couple chores of the day. Um, sure, sure. That sounds fine. Tell you what, I'll even help you with your chores. I'm fast. (laughs) 
Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. But yeah, walk sounds good. I can show you around the neighborhood. Excellent. All right. Zink's mom, <laughs> Zink's parents. Was it? Oh, gosh. I would uh, follow him with this. Uh, Tinny, it's Tinny and, and Lamina. All right. Uh, Tinny and Lamina, Ms. Or, or Ms. Garland's, if you prefer. <laughs> We're going to go stretch our legs. She asks it in a very, like, can Zink come out and play type way. <laughs> and they just give you a look and they're they're like uh, I think Lamina at this point is still just you know like probably has eaten like half of the sandfish jerky you brought uh, and Tinny's like yeah I mean don't break her I guess <laughs> oh she's made out of tougher stuff than that <laughs> and I and would punch says, her in the arm except that she didn't like the one I ruffled her hair so uh, she's just a little particular about her personal space. Ah, uh, yeah, we got one of those on on my ship too. <laughs> it's like, and Zink is like, "I'm right here, Mom." As as she's shoving her <laughs> or pushing her chair underneath the table and says, "Come on, let's go." All right. So uh, Quell, who is just delighted to be around family and parents, happily waves goodbye and says, "Don't worry, we won't be late for chores." <laughs> and, and heads out off. the door yeah so I'll walk you around um, let's see uh, Puerto Alambre uh, I think the first place that uh, Zink will take you to is the park nearby which is where you heard those kids shouting um, you know you hear the the clinking chains the distant footsteps uh, there's a it's kind of located in like a really weirdly big alley between buildings, but it's for some reason, you know, that it's not a street, it's an alley. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, there's, I think there's probably like an old dried up fountain here. Um, it's probably, it's probably in the shape of the ascending fortress. So it kind of has like a, a sort of a stepped, uh, you know, pyramid sort of thing. Um uh, funny that it's also broken. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, Zink says, so, well, what's up? What if, I mean, it's it's fine to see you. You seem like a nice person, but uh, I'm seeing a lot of you these days. Uh, Quell, what's going on? Quell just like flashes another bright smile and is like, well, I just want to step by, offer some presents and express my gratitude for you. Stop and buy dinner. I mean, that was real nice of you. Uh, and Zink nods and, and says, "Well, you know, you. I didn't want to let let that little uh, little fan down. What was it? Uh, Gizmo, Sprocket, <laughs> Gadget. Yeah, right, she. Right, right. Uh, she definitely thinks the the absolute world of you. I mean, she would move Landbergs to be able to." to cheer you on. In fact, I bet if she saw half of how I'm acting around you and your family, she'd probably die. Just, just <laughs> straight up shrivel and fall into the, the sand sea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're, you're no worse than when, um, when Insular first showed up. We've seen it all. <laughs> Insular. Uh, so I think they tossed that name around. Is that the, the Fisher person? Mm-hmm. Got it. Well, you know, I'm I'm not necessarily the best at navigating this whole 
social thing with, uh, what would Augustine say? Panache, grace, skill, (laughs) anything like that. But I do know a good person when I see them. And Sing Garland, you're a good person. Thanks. You seem all right, too, I guess. (laughs) So I got to ask you. Right? And you know what's coming. What on earth is going on that you're getting involved with the the triplets? Uh, and Zink kind of narrows her eyes for a moment and says, uh, what makes you think I'm involved with them? Well, first of all, because I was literally at the party gathering stuff for the uh, for the people that we were catering with when I heard, or didn't really mean to, but overheard what was going on between you and, oh man, was it Enishman? Enishare? Yeah, Enishman. I can't remember, did you talk to Zinc right after that happened about it? It it was pretty much immediately thereafter that I think, uh, I don't remember if I walked into the room or if they walked out in the hall, but I was like literally there. And then I immediately brought Zinc over to eat some delicious food and then invited Zinc over for dinner and Zinc came. <laughs> yeah. So Zinc can act all coy, but Zinc stopped by. <laughs> but yeah, what I'm, what I'm trying to make sure I'm, I'm clear on is um, you didn't like immediately go like, why were you talking to that, that mobster or anything? Right. Like you didn't oh, bring I up didn't, that you were I didn't the conversation. immediately say that, but it would be so- I mean, it's not a hard guess, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I kept it relatively close to the chest, but there's something clearly this person's leaning on you. And I got to tell you, sometimes I get real fed up with the purple triplets and their shenanigans. So I just want to know what they could have on these in Garland. And seeing your home and your family... I can guess it might be any number of things. And I think uh, at this point, you know, Zig probably finds a, a bench and sits down on it. Um, you know, kind of chews on her thumbnail and just says, seems like you're, you pick up on stuff. That's uh, a gift and a curse. Uh, but, and then she shrugs. It's better for everybody if you just, Don't worry about it. I got it handled. Well, see, I'm not very good at the whole not worrying about it and keeping my nose out of things. Uh, In fact, I'm pretty good at getting my nose into things, especially places they don't exactly belong. And well, I also got to tell you, I would just really be heartbroken if you had to uh, besmirch your record and throw it to somehow benefit those those purple triplets. And that just doesn't seem right. You know, she's she's hearing you, but I think you're gonna have to you're gonna have to make a an action of some kind to get her to open up on this. Okay. Um, is there a way I can somehow kind of convey to her? Like Quell is not lying to her. Quell Quell does well I mean Quill doesn't dislike the purples but Quill doesn't like anybody kind of leaning on somebody else to try to like you know control them or harm them especially if there's any potential 
like quell is like, are they threatening your family? Are they threatening? That would really be a no-no for quell. But quell also uh-huh. just has this kind of thing where she looks out for people. You saw it with, with Chalice as well. And mm-hmm. so like she, she saw a situation she didn't think was right. And now she's trying to look out for Zink. And she's especially trying to look out for Zink now that she likes Zink's family. And now that she knows that Gadget basically like idolizes Zink. So is there some way that she can like um, convey like the way that, you know, spirits reach out with like emotionality. Can she somehow kind of reach out, not cloud Zink's mind, not like, you know, change Zink's feelings, but like really convey that she's being truthful and honest and like um, trying to do the right thing, trying to help Zink out here. Uh I mean, I think I think that's probably just conversation, um, like, like sway. Yeah, like like sway. I mean, unless you're unless you're side dancing your way here, uh, and it doesn't sound like you really want to do that. Um, yeah, because I'm not trying sway. to control her yeah. emotions. It, I mean, if there was a way to like make her feel my emotions, that would be one thing. Mm-hmm. But really, I think that uh, she's just trying to like help Zink understand look like I'm trying to help you I'm not mm-hmm. here to like fleece you or pull one over on you yeah and like so I think you could be like oh what were you gonna say uh, I, I was just going to say and yeah if you you, you follow this line of like I, I want to help you with this um then well, <laughs> an obvious question would be like how but that could be a potential consequence um so I think if you're trying to sway here, it would probably just be a risky standard sway. Okay. Uh, and you have a, another gambit because you folks took the lucky charm uh, ability. And uh, I don't see why you'd need to wait for them to refresh to get your, your extra gambit. Yeah, but I don't want to be the only one using like our last gambit. I mean, they're going to reset soon anyways. Okay, this is fine. yeah. This is probably the last like big legwork thing we're gonna do before the next score. But you don't have to. All right, I'll use it. If if they're gonna refresh soon, I'll use it. So it's sway, risky, standard with an extra die. Yep. Um, you could push yourself. I could offer you a devil's bargain if you want improved um, effect or pushing myself. Die. Pushing myself is what like two stress. It's two stress. Okay, I think I'm going to push myself as well. And I think, like, in this situation, Quell Quell has just spent the morning kind of in this, like, warm family-type situation, which Mm -hmm. really has an effect on her because this family is very important to Quell. Found family is very important to Quell. And seeing Zinc outside of, like, the realm of just being, like, this living legend and more just this, like, here's like the daughter of two loving parents and who's working hard and her family's working hard and they're part of this community and they're tight knit. This like really moved Quell. So Quell has ne- is now not only just being like, well, I don't like seeing people like bully and push people around. Now it's more like, well, not only do I not like that, but like this person um, seems like a good person. It's a family person. And what's happening here is no good. I, she's feeling very passionate about this. Okay. So I think I'm going to move it to from standard to great effect. Okay. And take my one bonus die. Sounds good. All right. Let's hope this goes well. Yay. 
All right. Yeah, you got a, a six and two fives. So you get uh, a good result. You do it. Oh, uh, and you hey, you get to add a gambit to your crew because Yay. you have that thing where you can add gambits even when you spend gambits. That is true. So I, you know, Paul is just like really looking at her, uh, looking, you know, zinc in the, the eyes and it's like, look, I get that this is your business and you don't really know me. You don't know any of us from the beluga, but I got to tell you, what's happening here is wrong. And I don't know what they got on you or what they got on your family or they got on this neighborhood but you, the story of you, who you are to them, is way more important than anything the purples are holding over your head. I want to help. But to be able to help, you got to let me know what's going on. I think Zink kind of sits back. And if this was like a 40s movie, she'd definitely be like lighting a cigarette right now. But um, it, it's not. So, you know, we're not pay- we're not <laughs> in Marlboro's pocket here. Um, and she kind of looks around, you know, make sure nobody's t- too close by. And she's like, more important, huh? More important than like uh, a whole institution. Huge part of my my childhood. And <sighs> well, I guess there's no harm in telling you you're just passing through what are you gonna do uh i i got in real deep financially quell they're not threatening my family or anything they're not i mean they're not a bunch of well i I guess they are a bunch of mobsters but that doesn't really seem like their style no i i I made some investments you ever heard of lobster lash yes florida gadget gadget talked about it a little bit I mean, I'm yeah. not from around here, but Gadget Gadget's very knowledgeable about these things. Lobster racing, you know, it's 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 good. It's treated me well, but I kind of wanted to get back to stuff that I enjoyed when I was a little younger, you know, and and I wanted, well, I saw a business opportunity, so I started putting some money into Lobster Lash. Uh, got real big into it. I was I was pushed. And by some money, I mean, (laughs) and she shrugs all of my money Um, and some money I didn't have. It just, you know, once you get started, it just keeps going. Uh, So somebody had this idea for lobster truck racing. And let me tell you, the apparati (laughs) for the lobsters, it ain't cheap. But, uh, you know, we thought it would get attendance numbers up and, you know, we could uh, we could hike ticket prices for that event a little bit since it's a new event. And, you know, business partners, business partners. And, um, well, you've you've probably heard by now that the fortress and I think when she says that, you know, like uh, folks on Subita just tend to always know, like, roughly a direction that the fortress is from them because it's just such a central part of their society she kind of like tilts her head back at it when the fortress broke and things stopped moving around lobster lash uh, dried up and uh i was still in deep with it and the folks that i owed money to local group uh the delts well they got out of it too they sold my debt and they sold it to the purples so (sighs) That's what they got. 
if uh, if I throw the race, the debt's forgiven. I can keep trying to turn Lobster Lash around, or at least get out without you know, with uh, some modicum of dignity. Hmm. And if I don't, then then they take it all, and all of it was for nothing, you know. I, I, I should have let Lobster Lash be, I guess. I, I knew it would change when I brought the money in, but I thought it would be for the better, you know. Like, I guess I just wanted a way to reconnect with it. It's There's nothing wrong with dreaming, Zink. I mean, there's nothing wrong with reconnecting with the passion of your youth. You didn't know that something was going to happen to the fortress. And I guess it was just bum luck that the purples got your debt. So at no, this point... Well, it was a shitty idea to begin with. The thing that made Lobster Lash good is that it didn't have money. I... And she just shakes her head. <laughs> I was a fool. But I'm just trying to get out with some kind of something to show for it, you know? So, then the way I see it, they're either saying you gotta throw this race and your debt goes poof blown away in the Subitan wind or somehow Lobster Lash has to turn a coin, turn a credit and uh, you'll make your money back and you'll pay off your debts that way. No, no, they'll, they'll take Lobster Lash. I think they're going to use it for their new base operations around here or something. I'm not sure what their plans are on it. I see. That would, and that would be on me, Quell. Lobster Lash has been going for years and years and years and years, and it would be done because of me. So you're... Well, gosh. So what do you want to see happen? I just want to get this over with. I see. You know, like, I've... Uh, and she kind of laughs and she says, I wouldn't be the first racer to take a deal. You cannot take a dive. I'm just saying, you know, just like Lobster Lash has been an institution here, it's part of the the fabric that makes up Subitan culture. You and your name, your reputation as a as a racer, is also part of that Subitan pride. It's part of what makes people happy and excited to be from Subita. And I got to tell you, even if just one person gets an inkling that you threw that race, you want to talk about injury to the, the moral fabric of Subita. Well, it would just never be the same. And she kind of shrugs and says, I'm just one racer. But I felt like, you know, that was that was something more. I should have kept my hands off it to begin with. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to find a way where you don't have to throw this race and where we can get your deck taken care of. She kind of gives you a look like, oh yeah, that, that what you do, you just blow into town, you solve people's problems. I mean, that's how I acquired a restaurant. <laughs> 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 She just kind of screws up her face a little and shakes her head. Look, consider me your uh, junk-picking fairy godmother, okay? 
okay? I'm just saying, have a little faith, have a little trust, get a little sprinkle of some soupy tin pixie dust, right? I'm going to see what I can do, but I want you to not plan on throwing that race tomorrow. She kind of looks at you and just shakes her head and she says, I I can't make that promise right now, Quell. If you show me something solid, if you make something happen, then yeah, I could make something happen too. But right now I've got to do what, what I feel is best. I hope you can understand that. Quell crosses her arms over her chest and kind of gives a nod and says, fair enough. So that just means I got to act quick. And good thing that's right, right in my name. <laughs> it is? Yep. Well, quick call. And uh, I guarantee it. I'm going to find a way. So you you go ahead. You stand on doing what you need to do. But if I can find some way and get it to you before race time, will you at least consider not throwing it? And she kind of shrugs and says, hell, if you tell me during the race, I'm sure I can make my way back to the front. I'm the best <laughs> racer out there. <laughs> For some reason, I trust you. Just give me a good sign. But I do trust you, so make sure you're sure, okay? Okay. Quell, Quell nods her head seriously. And usually Quell's like laughing and smiling, but she looks very serious. And you can tell that her... Her little junk picker urchin mind is turning over like what could she possibly do but she never gives up hope she's gonna find something <laughs> all right let's get you back for chore time i'll uh, <laughs> toss in uh, uh some help for a bit before i get back to the beluga might as well since you were willing to come out here with me and show me the neighborhood yeah no problem i'm uh sure sure ma'll appreciate it uh, and Zinko will lead you back. Besides, I like your moms. They're so nice. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're a good pair. I'm lucky to have them. So they, uh, Quell heads back with Zink to help out with whatever chores before heading back to the Luga. Okay. All right, so I think, uh, you know, a few hours pass. All of these things were happening roughly uh, consecutively at the same time not consecutively simultaneously um and uh you can kind of reconvene and share what you know <laughs> oh god quell quell tells everybody about the bad investments apparently in, in lobster lash and mm -hmm. how it would have gone okay maybe except for the fortress breaking down since that's the sense i got is that's what negatively impacted it yeah, as we as we established in the uh, Street Magic game, one of the consequences of the fortress breaking down was uh, Lobster Lash and the Salt Cake Factory, you know, uh, basically going getting on real hard times. Yeah, I think I think the correct solution here is to get the the Flying Fortress back back in running in in less than twelve hours. <laughs> or or we could go with. The first plan. What was what the first was plan? The first that we reinstitute lobster lash. <laughs> <laughs> because what 
what we did, Gadget, was... <laughs> no, no, no. What you did, Gadget, <laughs> was convince Solomon to revive Lobster Lash. I attempted to and failed. Um, and you, Gadget, threw a hissy fit um, and bullied Solomon into giving new life to Lobster Lash. Yeah. Quell made this huge speech about how bullying is wrong, but turns out bullying rules and totally gets what you want in the end. <laughs> right? The Quell time. was not there because Quell's like, bullying is wrong. Coercing people to do what you want them to do, generally not a good thing. <laughs> Meanwhile, Gadget's <laughs> like, I'm going to emotionally destroy you, Solomon With the assistance of Lax. <laughs> Lax was just emphasizing, like, Gadget's true passion. Mm-hmm. Lax has been waiting for a moment to cause chaos this entire campaign, and <laughs> finally... They call it the moth effect in the vast. Yeah. <laughs> it is true. All right. Wait, do any of us know about what happened with Augustin? Augustin nope, nobody, nobody knows anything yet. <laughs> Is Augustin <laughs> even back from the the racetrack? I, I think if a, if a, a few hours have passed, and unless Augustin wants to, you know, go out and like celebrate uh, <laughs> or find something else to do, then it would, you know, you'd all be back on the beluga here, you know. Uh, Talk and shop, and wherever you typically talk shop, probably like the the bridge or the uh, <laughs> galley. Yeah. I mean, so here's the thing, right? Solomon's ready to fund Lobster Lash and make it happen. And if Lobster Lash becomes successful, they'll probably forgive Zinc's debts. But Zinc doesn't want that to happen. In fact, Zinc was pretty adamant. She was saying that money getting involved in Lobster Lash was part of the problem, that it was like the commercialization of Lobster Lash, you know, kind of a, you can't go home again. I think that, uh, I think that making Lobster Lash a purple enterprise, while great for the purples, uh, definitely still negatively impacts Subita. Well... Solomon just likes to be a pretty face and have attention on him. That doesn't mean that Lobster Lash has to be a moneymaker. Just means that people have to be glad it's happening and that Solomon's doing it. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know if that's entirely true, Augustine. The the purple family does need to make money in order to be a successful purple family. Well, I didn't say the purple family. I said Solomon. <laughs> yes, but Solomon is a purple family man. That's family. It's about- I think if you spin it the right way. <laughs> I'm just thinking. So... What do we suggest then as we're sitting here thinking about our potential options? Option one is what was going to happen if we didn't get involved. They have the lobster races. Uh, Zinc takes a dive. 
Solomon wins, and the purples forgive the debt. Option two is they get Lobster Lash up and going, especially after the haranguing of, of Gadget. And, uh, you know, they, they make a, a name and hopefully some money off of that. And they take it from, uh, take it from Zinc and Zinc's debts are forgiven. But then the purples have, uh, a strong foothold on Subita. What's well, the third option? The Gadget purples says, are going, oh, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say the purples were going to have a presence on Subita regardless because they were either going to f- take over the lobster races or if they take over the lobster lash, they're going to be- have that presence regardless. Right? That's true. And that's probably what? a big part of why they wanted to win that lobster, the lobster races is if they can get... Uh, if they can get Solomon in there as a regular racer and as a top tier racer, then it wouldn't be suspicious at all for them to be here on the regular. Well, what if neither of them win? What do you mean? <laughs> well, someone would have to be a pretty <laughs> damn good racer to beat Zinc Garland and Solomon Purple. I, I might just happen to know someone. <laughs> 